Welcome to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with Eva Medelik. If you're struggling to stay ahead of your daily life challenges, you will want to listen close as Eva and her guests will help you address the most important priorities first. Now, here's your host, Eva Medelik. Welcome, everybody. This is What's Important Now, making time for what matters most. I'm your host, Eva Medelek, and I am so glad that you chose to spend your time with us today. This show is about making time for what's important to you and getting clear on what matters most. How you spend your time, effort, and energy is a direct reflection of your values and priorities. But when it comes to how we spend our time, we don't always choose wisely. You know, I love to quote Jen Sincero. She's the author of the Badass Book series. And my favorite quote of hers is, time comes to those who make it and not to those who try and find it. It's time for us to protect our precious time and get clear on what's important now. So my guest today is Dr. Kelly Rutley. And she's a chiropractor who retired from her brick and mortar lifestyle in 2016 so that she could create a virtual lifestyle medicine practice that allows her to work with people all over the world and from anywhere in the world. Her emphasis is on weight loss and chronic disease prevention. Now, I'm eager to hear about how we can prevent chronic disease, and I'm sure this will interest you too. So get ready to learn alongside me, and let's hear what Kelly has to say. Kelly, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Eva. I'm so happy to be here with you and your audience today. Yeah, this is exciting because one of my favorite subjects is health and wellness. But before we dive into the kind of the meat of what we get to talk about, I want to ask you, like I ask all of my guests, who is Kelly Rutley? Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, it's a great question and one that I'm rarely asked. You know, usually we start with, tell us all about what you do and how you help people. But um, I am a mom. I'm a wife. I am the youngest of six kids who grew up in a very chaotic household with a lot of addiction. I am a warrior for health. Mm. I am a disruptor. I am an agitator and I am a, a teacher and a, um, I'm a friend. How did you become this warrior for health? What was that inspiration yeah. like? <clears throat> yeah. You know, I, I think I got really lucky in some ways. I think I had uh, an intervention, divine intervention at a very young age when I became obsessed with gymnastics. So like I mentioned, you know, my family, my parents were both cigarette smokers. Both of my parents have passed away. I'm one of six kids. There are two of us, really three of us, three of us remaining, one who's living in a van, um, homeless on, uh, in, with a meth addiction. So I watched uh, Olga Corbett and Nadia Comaneci perform in the Olympic Games in gymnastics. And I was divinely inspired to start doing gymnastics. And what that did for me is it, uh, it got me out of my house and it showed me other way, ways other people live. So, you know, when you're really young, I was probably eight or nine years old. 
you don't realize that anybody lives differently than how your parents live and how your family is, right? Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden I was spending weekends and doing travel for gymnastics and my friends' parents were from Germany, they were from Denmark. And when I would go to their homes, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're not smoking. That's weird. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, for breakfast, like their, their, their food, the, their food choices were completely different. You know, I came from like the Frosted Flakes family, right? No God. judgment. My parents just, that's just how they did things. Um, so I was intrigued at a very young age by healthy living and healthy lifestyle, though at the time I didn't know that's what, what it was called. Mm. You know, when you said Frosted Flakes, it really brought my back to a memory. I would eat Frosted Flakes and add sugar. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. That was a real sh I mean, I think, you know, my generation, at least we were raised as sugar as a main food group for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, we're from the same generation. And, you know, I, I hand it to my parents. They did the best that they knew how to do. Mm -hmm. My mom was, um, my mom got pregnant when she was 17 and she lived in the Midwest and her mother kicked her out of the house. Like that was just not an acceptable mistake to make. So I look back and I think, you know, my mom just might, she had no tools. Right, she was a right. kid raising kids, doing the best yeah. she could. And all at the same time, along came TV, microwaves, fast food, convenience food. Mm -hmm. So our house was full of convenience food. And then my mom got a great job working for some pediatricians at Stanford University. So our house was now full of uh, processed food, things you could microwave. Remember Hungry Man TV oh, yeah. dinners with the like yeah. Salisbury steak? That was my yeah. favorite. I love that. Delicious. So, it's so good. So full of salt. <laughs> yum, yum. So we had, you know, a, a, a kitchen full of processed foods and we had a medicine cabinet full of cough syrup, antibiotics. Mm. I remember my mom giving us like tetracycline when we were mm -hmm. young and we started breaking out. We were teenage girls. Oh and she yes, for acne. Absolutely. Antibiotics. And, yeah. You know, that was just what they did yeah. back then. And that's the tools that they had at the time. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I get that. I can I, I totally having all my childhood memories flashback <laughs> as well. So yeah. let's fast forward to the problems that you solve now. Mm. Tell me, you know, what is the main thing, the main problem, I guess, that people come to you to have you solve? What is their, what do they call yeah. it in the medical world? Their chief complaint, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we're back to travel, right? Yeah. So we're all getting on airplanes again and we're unmasking. I love that we're unmasking. And um, I was flying back from Phoenix. Uh, last month and I got on the plane and all the seats were taken. So I grabbed an aisle seat, sat down in my aisle seat. And within a couple of minutes, it was really clear to me that I would be spending the entire flight leaning out mm -hmm. into the aisle because the woman next to me was so large that her, her arm was taking half of my seat. Her leg was in front of, you know, on my side, which I, you know, this is not being, I'm not judging a person, but I am judging behavior and I'm judging, I'm judging what we're doing mm -hmm. to ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're on, we're on the flight and sweetest lady, right. Sweet as can be. And probably about my age, I'm 56. She was probably younger than I, 
And we get to the, you know, with the, the uh, pilot says, we're going to be landing in about 15 minutes. So buckle up your seatbelts and straighten up your tray tables and everything. And she reached down into her bag and she pulled out a Starbucks uh, bag with lemon cake in it. And so she's eating the lemon cake next to me and with a very swollen leg and a swollen foot. And she said, I need to have a little treat before we land so so my blood sugar doesn't go down too much or I'll have a hard time getting off the plane. Mm. And so I just smiled at her. You know, part of me wanted to go into my entire, uh, you know, a lecture on diabetes and all of that. But, you know, I just smiled at her and I got off the plane and you know what kept going through my head? We need to tighten it up, America. Tighten it up. Like... So have what you, do you done mean by that? Of, here's what I mean by that. Have you done any international travel? Like, have you gone to Italy or Scandinavia or? Oh, girl, I spend my summers in Europe. So <laughs> I love do. it. <laughs> okay. So, and again, you know, it's just in noticing. My, our, mm. We have two kids uh, in Europe. One is in Norway and one is in Sweden. So we tra- we've traveled around Scandinavia quite a bit. And the way Americans are playing fast and loose with their health is not what we're seeing in Europe. And yeah, what, so when I say tighten it up, it's like, not only was I in line and noticing that, you know, I mean, and I love Americans. I am one, right. Mm-hmm. But I notice us, I notice yeah. how we are with the big oversized bags, shoving them up into the overhead compartments when clearly they're too big and the backpack that sticks out so far when when somebody turns they're smacking each other in the head (laughs) trying to get to the front of the line and then you know taking up two seats on an airplane it's like tighten it up america and then you know americans want to complain about the food industry the healthcare industry you know, all of these uh, industries that are supposed to be taking care of them. Well, you know what? There's not a healthcare system in the world that can solve all of the problems that we're creating for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So again, I, I, I don't judge people, but I do judge behavior. And we, we get to tighten it up, America. So back to, you know, I, I hear what you're saying about tightening up because I notice even, you know, my, my husband was born and raised in Germany and he talks about purity laws a lot, you mm-hmm. know, and when I honeymooned in Italy, it was, if I ate at the equivalent of that type of food here in America, I would have put on easily 10 pounds, but because the food was more pure and, yes. and with less additives and preservatives and, and whatever other things, additives that happen in the United States, that didn't happen. We actually got healthier. Plus we walked a lot more too. So there's that. It's just a lifestyle difference. And I, and I notice, you know, on your website, it's a lifestyle medicine. So, mm-hmm. so tell me, you know, when people come to you for help, what is, what is the chief complaint that they have? Yeah. The chief complaint they usually have is I've lost weight and gained weight over and over and over and over again. And now my doctor has told me that I'm pre-diabetic or my doctor has told me I have high blood pressure and I have high cholesterol. The complaint they have is resistant body fat, the Mm -hmm. inability to release it the way they might have in their twenties and thirties. And I'm, I'm trained in functional medicine, but I'm not a functional medicine practitioner. Mm -hmm. And so what I teach is the physiology of fat loss, like 
fads change, right? Mm-hmm. Eva, I mean, we all know the old diets, right? Like yeah. I could rattle off five of them and I'm sure you could too. I like, I would love to know, like at some point, what was your first diet, right? Oh, I love the Atkins diet, but I've been on cabbage <laughs> soup diets. Uh, I think I tried a grapefruit one once. Yes. <laughs> like when I was in my twenties, I was the queen of diets, but I was never obese. Mm-hmm. I was never obese for me. If I got over 120, 125 at my height, which is five, seven, like, oh my God, I got to lose weight. I was it, like, it triggered a diet. Yeah. Start. I had some <laughs> severe, um, problems with my own body image and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, that's another discussion, but what I'm hearing you say is people are having health challenges because of the extra fat or weight that they're carrying, Mm -hmm. that it's affecting other areas of their health. Yeah. And and they've been unsuccessful with what they've tried in the past Mm -hmm. and they come to you, Kelly, can you help me? Yeah. And we have a a country full of very smart, ignorant people. Mm -hmm. Very Uh, smart guy, a comedian once who used to say, we do a really good impression of an intelligent person. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think, you know, that the people that usually come to me are very um, intelligent, but they're ignorant about the basics of how the human body works because we weren't taught these things. I think a lot of problems could be solved if we just taught high school students a little bit about physiology and how you metabolize food, like it's basic science. Mm -hmm. And the science doesn't change. The human body has not evolved much, right? Mm -hmm. Since in the last 10 or 20 years, but the diet industry certainly has. The fads change, but the science doesn't change. So it's important to me to teach my clients and empower them with the real knowledge that they need to have. So they're not relying on me or another diet or anything else to create the lifestyle that they really want and deserve to have. And so how are you an expert in this? Yeah. What makes me qualified to teach this? Yes. So, <laughs> uh, you heard about the gymnastics part. Uh, I also was a dieter. I was a, a bodybuilder and a fitness uh, model and as a personal wow. trainer, which is where I learned all of the wrong things to do for people. I'll just say that. Sorry, mm-hmm. all of my personal training clients from the 80s and 90s. I went to chiropractic school. I've been a chiropractor for 20 years now, I think. And as a chiropractor, I chose this as my specialty, uh, mm. the physiology of fat metabolism and food metabolism. And so I've worked with thousands of clients all over the world and helped them lose anywhere from 10 pounds to 100 pounds and help them keep it off by teaching them, uh, not, it's not just teaching them, helping them to, to design a lifestyle that they love. Mm. If it's punishment and if it's like all about accountability and rule following, like I have found most people don't love that, right? Yeah, it's push- too hard to sustain. You know, you may love it the first couple of days, you know, but you know, if you're anything like me, if I'm changing my behavior and after 24 hours, I don't see a change. It's like, all right, that's it. Didn't work. (laughs) Absolutely. You're right. After 24 hours, you know, we used to say like, if you don't see results in five days, people will will quit. Mm -hmm. You're right. It is Mm -hmm. 24 to 48 hours. Right. Right. So real quick, because we're going to be, you know, we'll, we'll take a little short break in a minute or so, okay. but who are you for mm. and who are you not for? Who should absolutely not contact you, but who sh- can you definitely help? 
Yeah. So the person who should absolutely not contact me is someone who wants me to hand them a diet plan Mm. and tell them what to eat morning, noon, and night, uh, and hand them a diet book Mm -hmm. and then let them off and on their way so that they can succeed for a moment and then fail and then Mm -hmm. come back to me. So that's the old gym model. Do you remember Mm -hmm. the 24 hour fitness and the gym, the whole gym model, which is like, get them in the door, but also get them out the door. So but have them keep paying every month to not get results. That is not a person who's for me, a person who, who, who I am for are people who really want to learn how this works, how it works for their own body, empower themselves. And here's the deal. The person who no longer wants to be the victim to the food industry, the victim to all the things out there that are sabotaging them. Um, People are ready to like get off the cross because we need the wood. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. Um, Yeah. I mean, I I hear what you're saying about, you know, how we've been trained to just kind of follow a diet and your approach seems to be, let me show you why we're doing this and how it works. Mm -hmm. So I love talking about ways that we can look and feel our very best and being optimum health. And, um, you know, I hope our listeners are enjoying this conversation too. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to hear what Kelly has to say more about fat loss. And I want to dive in and learn more about if and why should we should be focused on losing fat. So be sure to stay with us. We'll be back. What's stopping you from having more money, time, energy, and fun? Learn how to break through where you stop so that you can have greater success, better health, and happier relationships. Take this free quiz to identify what's stopping your success and learn exactly what you can do about it. www.evamedelec.com slash quiz. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Having higher levels of energy is something you choose and condition, not something you have. Exhaustion has been a challenge for over two years now. This is the year you can choose to change. Here are five things you can start doing today to reverse the burnout, stress, and overwhelm that is keeping you from living a life full of good health and happy relationships. www.evamedelec.com slash reverse burnout. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with host Eva Medelec. Have a question for Eva or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Now back to the show. Here again is Eva Medelec. Welcome back, everyone. I've been in a great discussion with Dr. Kelly Rutley. And I just want to remind you that if you have any questions for Kelly, or if you have any comments or anything that you just want to chat with us about, please call 866 866- 
472-5795 at any time. We'll be happy to answer your questions. So here's where I want to go with you next, Kelly. We live in a time where people are wanting messages of body positivity and not fat shaming. Mm-hmm. What is the main reason that we should want to lose fat? Carl, you know what? You read my mind on the break. I was thinking we need to go. We need to go there. So something that my clients call me, which I actually love is the fat loss vigilante (laughs) because I will, when I'm speaking, I will hold up a model of five pounds of fat to not just show you like what that looks like and the amount of volume that it takes up. So for people who just want to feel better in their clothing and show up better in their life, be confident when they're on zoom or speaking or at a board meeting Hey, you know, I, that, that is valuable and important and all, you know, all power to you. What's really important is that we understand that body fat does not just sit on our bodies doing nothing. It is a factory for inflammation. It is a factory for the risk factors for women in particular. Um, you know, women who have experienced female cancers like breast cancer, ovarian cancer, cervical cancer, Um, women are often put on drugs that are called aromatase inhibitors. So there's an enzyme called aromatase enzyme and it, it's a precursor to estrogen. And we know that a lot of estrogen puts you at a high risk for a recurrence, right? Of female cancers. Here's what people don't know. Body fat makes aromatase enzyme. So when you hear this fact, Eva, and you hear someone say, you know, if you're 20 pounds over fat, uh, your risk for female cancers is six times higher. Mm-hmm. Does that really mean anything to you, though, if you don't understand, like, why? You know, why is it that um, being fat is making me, you know, giving me a higher risk for cancer? It's because the body fat itself is a it's a machine. It's making inflammation. It's, it's creating these enzymes. It's disrupting hormones. It's doing all kinds of things while it's sitting there being, you know, unattractive at the same time. Right. Mm. So, um, you know, women really now more than ever get to prioritize. And I love that you said that early, like, what are your priorities? You know, Mm -hmm. like I know a lot of women and so do you high performers building businesses, right. Building their empire and they, they themselves are the biggest risk in their own life. So I understand the dangers of having Mm -hmm. this excess fat Mm-hmm. And the inflammation it causes and the implication mm-hmm. of, of having that high level of inflammation in your body, just from what you shared a bit, mm-hmm. can you have excess fat and still be considered healthy? You can have that. It depends on what you consider excess. That was the key word. Yes. So, uh, one of my colleagues, Dr. Joel Furman, who, if you don't know who Dr. Joel Furman is, he's an amazing, very strong point of view on this. Um, we just had this conversation. 20, a, a BMI, right? A mm-hmm. BMI, you'll go to the doctor and the doctor will weigh you and, and also measure your height and give you a BMI number. A BMI over 25 for women is overweight. 
right? So now you have to look at, okay, am I overweight because I have a lot of muscle on me? I'm going to interrupt you in one second. Yeah. So BMI stands for? Base, I'm, I almost just blanked on it. Uh, is it body mass index? Body mass index. Yeah, okay. I want to make sure I have that right. So yeah. some people body may not index. know what that, that means. So I just want to be clear. So what, <laughs> is, what, is, the answer. what is body mass index index or index? It's a ratio, right? It's, it's a, a ratio. ratio of your height to your weight. And a lot of people will say, you know, we don't use that anymore. That doesn't matter. And it, it does, but it doesn't. So we also use body composition analysis, which is using electricity. You don't get electric shock, but using <laughs> electricity to find out what are you made of? How, what percent of your body is muscle? What percent of your body is fat? What percent of it is water and bone? And for women, um, being 30% body fat is high and excessive. Okay. And it's actually normal for American women. Mm. Um, one other thing I wanted to say about that is I was, uh, you know, you were talking about fat shaming, you know, and body positivity. You know, I can't tell you how much I love Lizzo. Do you know who Lizzo is? Well, that's who I was thinking um, when it came because there's, there's a lot, there's Lizzo and there's a few others who are mm -hmm. all about the, the body positivity and they are exceptionally large women. Yes. And so the, the thing is, can you also love yourself enough to not allow yourself to be at risk for dying young? I love mm -hmm. Lizzo. She's young. Mm -hmm. I yes, love big is. girls. I love the dancers. I love that show, by the way. It's so great. She's young. So for younger women, I, you know, I will say, you know, that getting sick is, is probably just, it's a yet for you. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. a yet for you. You know, I, um, I came from a family that um, obesity runs in the family on my mother's side. And so I grew up uh, surrounded by, you know, eating a lot, eating a lot of ice cream, you know, watching my, my cousins who were in my age group be really large. And I was considered the odd one out because mm -hmm. I was thin you know, quite mm -hmm. thin. I have always had a high metabolism. I miss that. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, my point is, you know, I hear a lot of people in the public eye defending the excess fat that they're carrying, saying that as long as they are healthy, mm -hmm. and then you fast forward maybe five or 10 years later, and they've lost a bunch of weight, and they realized that they weren't as healthy as they were pretending to be. And they also weren't happy carrying yeah. around the excess weight. Um, mm -hmm. But yes, you know, with the body positivity, we get, you know, we all come in different shapes and sizes. Yes. Anyway, there's no mm -hmm. two people alike, unless you're identical twins. Um, and so it's important to love the skin you're in and love mm -hmm. the body that you're in and love it enough to take care of it. Well, there's the thing. Isn't that like one of the greatest acts of self-love? Yes. And it's, you know, some of the thinnest women that I know, and I'll speak for myself, you know, when I was in bodybuilding and fitness competitions, you know, I was not loving my body. Mm -hmm. I was punishing my body, you know? So, you know, there are a lot of thin women who don't love their body and don't have body positivity. So I don't think it's even a really a conversation that needs to be about your size. Ah, 
Got it. Got you know, it. it's like, can we, you know, and I, I agree with you, Eva. I believe that we do need to and can meet ourselves where we're at. Mm-hmm. Love the skin you're in today and prioritize your health so that you can feel good. Like my, my vision for everyone, and I don't know if it's everyone's vision for themselves, but is waking up in the morning and wanting to move. Yes. And wanting to feed yourself the, like you're a Porsche, you know, not a broken down jalopy on the side (laughs) of the road. So like, you know, what if you could, instead of us talking or even looking at it, like, oh, this is a weight number or a fat thing. It's like, it is a self-love thing and it is a prioritizing myself thing. Yeah. And I hear a lot of moms, especially will say, well, I don't have time to do that because, you know, I need to take care of my kids and I need to take, let me tell you as a daughter whose mother died of obesity and stage four lung cancer at the age of 67, I wish Mm -hmm. my mom had put herself, her health before she put me. Yeah. And and all of my parents of that generation, tend to have that, that martyr mom syndrome. Yes. Um, I never subscribed to it. I remember the one mantra that was in my house is if mommy's not happy, nobody's mm. happy. So mm-hmm. mommy needs some time mm-hmm. <laughs> for herself. And this is where you go here, or we get a babysitter or whatever that looks like. <clears throat> um, there was something I wanted to talk to you about obesity mm-hmm. and um, how common it is in lower socioeconomic areas. Mm-hmm. How can we make some of these options that we have for good food and health choices available to underserved Mm -hmm. communities? Mm -hmm. And that is an excellent question. If you've ever driven around Southern California or even Northern California, and you go from the beach towns like Huntington and Manhattan Beach and all of those areas, You'll see Whole Foods, Gelson's, beautiful restaurants, vegan restaurants, anything you want, right? The further inland you get, all of a sudden you start seeing fast food everywhere. You see liquor stores everywhere. I mean, this has been very specifically designed to not benefit lower socioeconomic groups. Um, You know, look at... The other thing is, and I know I don't know the name of her book, uh, forgive me again, because I have like serious allergy and <laughs> so my mind is not as clear. Um, I believe Oprah is writing a book or she just wrote a book about racism mm-hmm. in medicine. Yes. And that's what I wanted to ask you about next. I really wanted to go in to um, Western Medica- um, Medicare, listen to me, Western medicine, med- medicine and how they measure whether we're healthy or not. Yeah. Do you well, find Western medicine's measure of our health accurate? No, I mean, Western medicine's measure of our health are data points and lab values that are really insignificant. Like when was the last time you went in? Let's let them off the hook for a second though. That's, they're, they're not, that's not their job. Mm. Western medicine is sickness care. Yes, yes. It's, it's not, not wellness, wellness care. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, let's stop expecting them <laughs> to play a role. They were never there to play. If I have a heart attack, I'm going to a cardiologist, not a mm-hmm. chiropractor, mm-hmm. not an acupuncturist and not a health coach. I'm going to the cardiologist. So we got to go to the right practitioner for the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, getting back to something though, around um, 
uh, I don't know if you ever heard of her, but there was a woman by the name of Henrietta Lacks. Yes, I absolutely have. Yes. So she, her story is the, the epitome of how black women were treated with healthcare. So she had cancer. It's very serious cancer that was killing her. Uh, she was basically used as an experiment and they took her cells and created treatments for cancer with her, her, they were called HELOC cells, HELOC cells based on her name. Recently, her family, I believe, received reparation. Finally. Oh, Finally. Because I, I know say. Oprah was, was fighting for that. And she shared her story, I think, either in a documentary or a, or a movie or something. Yeah. yeah. And the book about Henrietta Lacks has been out for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone should read it because not a lot has changed. You know, and if you, you listen to statistics, watch out for statistics. Because have you ever heard this, Eva? Um African-American women and Hispanic women are at higher risk for breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And certain types of cancer. Yeah. I took a test recently, um, EFGR, something with my kidneys, and they gave two values, one for African-American and one for white, white population, Caucasian and African-American. And I know it was, I was like, wait, what? And you know why it's designed (laughs) like that? Tell me. Because if you're, you have a different lab value, so than I would as a white woman, and mine will be adjusted so that I get a treatment quicker. Shut the front door. No kidding. I will get treatment earlier than you because the lab value they will allow you to have before you get an intervention is higher than the one they'll give me. Well, I noticed that some of the labs are specifically, you know, the last lab result I had said that they were no longer going to differentiate them. Mm-hmm. But that I did not know. Yeah. And that is very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. So the other thing I wanted to bring up about Western medicine was, for example, I've always been told that I've had high cholesterol. And I would go to some doctors and they want to put me on statin. Mm-hmm. And other doctors would say to me, you have the cholesterol of a marathon woman, uh, marathon runner, you're fine. So I got different opinions about my cholesterol. And then I started studying it on my own and really realized it's the particle size, whether it has yeah. the large fluffies right, or the tiny stickies. Yes. But that's not a test that I could find at any traditional Western medicine practice to tell me what my particle size of my cholesterol was. So who should we see to get an accurate assessment of our health, our particular health in our bodies? Well, and here's the thing, You're, you advocated for yourself by digging deeper and doing the research on that. Most people don't, will not do that or don't have time to do that or don't even know that they can do that. Mm-hmm. Here's another example of that, of something similar. So the biggest risk factor, the way you can find out if you are at risk for cardiovascular disease is to get a calcium score. Mm. You want a zero. Mm-hmm. How would you know what a calcium score is? You have to go and ask your doctor. I'd like, because if they say your cholesterol is really high and that's putting you at risk for heart disease, we need to put you at a statin. I would say, can I get a calcium score? And that's not a blood level. It's actually a score that's going to show you how much atherosclerosis do you have? Mm -hmm. You might not be at risk at all. Yeah. And the infl- it, does it measure the inflammation in, the, in, in your- It measures um... the actual buildup 
of, mm-hmm. um, of plaque in the mm-hmm. artery. So if you mm-hmm. have a calcium score of zero, you're at a very, very low, low risk, risk. Mm-hmm. for a heart attack or a stroke. Got it. Got it. Even with and, a high cholesterol. And number. they also don't tell you that when you, um, when they put you on the statins, it depletes you of CoQ10. I remember that yeah. was like that. Well, that was my first thing. Like I can't, I don't really trust these people. Why would they not tell you that this medication is depleting you from something that you absolutely need? You know, yeah. for your um, what is it? Enzymes or whatever. It's a it's a, an important mm-hmm. enzyme. It is so, important. So, you know, quick question mm-hmm. now because mm-hmm. I know we do have to go to break soon. Um, who would you would advise people who are listening and like, you know, I had no idea about this. I don't even know what to advocate for myself for when my lab tests come back. Mm-hmm. Is there a type of doctor that mm-hmm. would automatically, well, you'd need less advocation, I guess would be, the yeah. thing. you know, they well, would know what to look for. I'm that type of doctor, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I'm that type mm-hmm. of doctor. Also a functional medicine practitioner, a naturopathic doctor. And I always just share with people, like get some recommendations from people that you know and trust. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't just Google somebody and, you know, somebody who's famous may not be the best choice for you. It, it that, you know, whoever is an influencer on Instagram does not make them a better <laughs> uh, practitioner. Um, well, that, yeah, that's good some- to know. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good to know. So um, we're going to take a quick break, guys. And when we return with Kelly, I kind of want to dive into more of the type of foods that give us the best health benefits and what foods we should absolutely avoid. Um, and I also know that Kelly has something special coming up that she wants to share with us. So stay with us. We'll be back after these messages. Having higher levels of energy is something you choose and condition not something you have. Exhaustion has been a challenge for over two years now. This is the year you can choose to change. Here are five things you can start doing today to reverse the burnout, stress, and overwhelm that is keeping you from living a life full of good health and happy relationships. www.evamedelec.com slash reverse burnout. If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends. You set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. What's stopping you from having more money, time, energy, and fun? Learn how to break through where you stop so that you can have greater success, better health, and happier relationships. Take this free quiz to identify what's stopping your success and learn exactly what you can do about it. www.evamedelec.com slash quiz. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with host Eva Medelec. Have a question for Eva or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Now back to the show. 
Here again is Eva Medelec. And we're back. So I just want to remind you guys again that if you have any questions, I know we're talking about a lot here and some of it may be really eye-opening. Um, so if you have any questions that you'd love Kelly to answer, please call us at 866-472-5795. All right, so switching gears a little bit, let's talk about food. Mm -hmm. My favorite, favorite subject. <laughs> How do we determine what foods give us the best health benefits for our bodies? Mm -hmm. it, that's a broad question. I'll, let me narrow it down and okay. let, me talk, cool. let me talk a little bit about women who are perimenopausal or menopausal. Mm -hmm. Let's start with that. One of the things that's happening is we have deprioritized protein. So women tend to eat, uh, you remember the like equivalent of the palm of your hand or the old dieting, yes, yes. the old dieting instructions was three ounces of protein. Oh my goodness. Protein builds muscle. Protein is one of the most important macronutrients and we've deprioritized it. Uh, protein also is satiating. So it tells your brain that you've eaten and that you're full. And it keeps your skin looking beautiful, but more important than that, it allows you to maintain that muscle mass and the, your skeletal muscle is what is really where your longevity is, mm -hmm. right? So for women who have been dieters in the past, it's very highly likely that you lost a lot of muscle mass when you were dieting because dieting does not care what kind of weight you're losing as long as you're losing ah, weight on the scale, right? Okay, so they're looking at the, the the number on the scale and not the fact that whether you're losing fat or muscle. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And so we have ways <clears throat> that our clients actually test to make sure that we know that when they're losing weight, they're losing fat and not muscle. And so this is how we determine what are the best kinds of foods for each individual person. So Eva, mm -hmm. you have a different protein requirement than I do. You have a different fat requirement than I do. You have a different carbohydrate requirement than I do. So, and you and I are completely different human beings. So mm -hmm. you just can't say what are the best foods. It's like, I know there are a lot of people out there who will say like, no one should ever eat tomatoes like, or corn is the devil. It's like, you <laughs> might thrive on tomatoes and I might have a sensitivity to, to tomatoes. So they're in function. So how do we determine that? You can test. I mean, there okay. are a lot of practitioners who will do uh, blood testing. I don't do that. I find the best test is eat it, right? Mm -hmm. Let's look at how you feel two days later, three days later, four days later, if we're looking at symptoms, take it out, eliminate it, bring mm -hmm. it back in and see what happens. So <clears throat> have you ever eaten something, Eva, where you're like, a couple hours later, you're like, I'm all congested or white wine. I can tell you that right now. White uh, wine. When I was doing my elimination diet, I discovered it was white wine and I wanted to cry. I mean, yeah. red wine, I'm sure is better for your health, but I didn't have that with red wine, but white wine, I would like, okay. And now my nose is stuffy. <laughs> See, that's so interesting because I'm the exact opposite. Red wine makes me sick. And I used to love it when I was in my thirties, forties. Mm -hmm. Now I, I couldn't even touch it because it creates so much inflammation. So 
<clears throat> I love that we're talking about wine. So fun. <laughs> as, a, as a food group, do you yes. notice that? Yes, that that's awesome. What food bothers you? Wine. <laughs> right. And then it's, uh, the next question, the follow-up is like, uh, is it milk chocolate or dark? Right. <laughs> Let's get our priorities straight. Agreed. You know, on that vein, one thing that I've learned that I thought I was always eating right and eating healthy, but I still wasn't getting the results that I wanted. And I want you to talk a little bit about what I discovered was really, really important for me to absorb the nutrients mm. from the healthy foods. Mm -hmm. And that was my gut health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Talk, talk to us a little bit about the importance <laughs> gut health plays. And even if you are eating the right foods and the healthiest mm -hmm. foods to absorbing the, the macro and micronutrients from those foods. Yeah. Well, we have an epidemic of leaky gut syndrome. Mm -hmm. Leaky gut syndrome is um, a result of extreme amounts of inflammation in the gut, right? Eating all the, eating the grains and the GMO foods and processed foods. And, you know, I'm thinking about my daughter eating Takis. There's these like super spicy <laughs> like chips that she eats, creates little gaps in the gut lining. And then proteins actually get outside of the gut and go into places that they shouldn't go, which creates things like psoriatic arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, a lot of the chronic arthritis that we see. Um, and I remember uh, when the, the microbiome was a brand new thing, right? Like we've been talking about gut health for decades in natural medicine. And I love that now it's a, it's a household conversation. People know what a prebiotic is or probiotics and they should take them, right? So a really high quality probiotic, and by the way, these are um, live bacteria. So they have to be refrigerated and they have to be, you know, in sealed little packets because if you just buy them off the shelf and they're dead bacteria, they don't do anything for you. So that's, that's a takeaway for your audience, mm -hmm. high quality live probiotic. Um, and you're right. If you're not, um, I mean, here's what we have going on in our country. We have a country that's obese and malnourished at the same time. Mm. And by the way, you guys, this is also our children. Mm -hmm. It's also our children. So uh, one of the big things is um, artificial sweeteners, mm -hmm. aspartame, sucralose, all of the artificial sweeteners destroy the microbiome and the gut mm. bacteria. Mm -hmm. um, so diet foods. Hello, yeah. diet food, somebody, somebody needed to hear that. Um, well, yeah. I mean, the fat free stuff, we talk about, you know, how important healthy fats are um, and, and proteins, you know, what about the, the fat free uh, phase? I think that's kind of, people are kind of getting wise to that now. I don't hear it mm -hmm. touted as much, but I have heard a doctor or two still come on and talk about have low fat this and low fat that. Well, the, the low fat, high carbohydrate craze is what set us up for eating disorders. Mm -hmm. And when you study the neurobiology, we won't go into it. That's a whole nother conversation. But when you study what happens in the human brain, when it's deprived of fat, that creates binge eating, it creates food obsession, it creates all those disorders that yes. we rush to get therapy and antidepressants and sleeping medications and benzodiazepines. So like this has been set up for us. Yeah. You know, yeah, this it set us well up to really struggle. 
We're, yeah. we're set up to really struggle because it creates those highs and the lows and the ups mm-hmm. and the downs and the crashes. So you mentioned a little bit about probiotics. What mm-hmm. other supplements will help us, you know, not only create a, a healthy mm-hmm. gut, but maybe help us get some of the nutrients that we're lacking or maybe help us absorb nutrients better? Like, do you normally recommend supplements to your clients as well? You know, not a lot. I mean, everyone's different. And so I don't believe in supplementing something that doesn't mean su- need supplementing. Mm-hmm. Um, but vitamin D3, mm-hmm. the vitamin Bs, I mean, do you, I don't know if your audience realizes this or Eva, if you realize this, but I, I, I want to say, I can't give a statistic to it, but we are facing a mental health crisis again, you know, like mm-hmm. look at America. We need to tighten it up, right? Why do we have a mental health crisis? People are not getting the nutrition that they need. They're not getting the vitamin Bs that they need. They're malnourished. And do you know that vitamin deficiencies look like mental illness? No, I did not know that because vitamin I've deficiencies always been show taking... up like mental. Yeah. Wow. Right. If that is like the big aha and people want to go start researching that vitamin deficiencies look like mental illness. So one of the first things that they will do when they bring a person into a psychiatric ward is feed them, give them nutrition and find out, okay, is this a vitamin deficiency Mm. or is this some kind of a, you know, imbalance in the, in the body, or is this true mental illness or is it a drug addiction? Um, so very important to get your B's, get the vitamin D, um, and also magnesium magnesium and electrolytes, really, really important. So magnesium, potassium, and sea salt and water. You know, I realized once I started upping my magnesium that I no longer get migraines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are that's an important types. one that, um, that women, I think, tend to lack magnesium from what they I heard. They do. And yeah. there are different forms of magnesium. So Again, you want to consult with a a practitioner who is um, educated in the different types of magnesium because some types of magnesium are really great at getting through the um, blood-brain barrier Mm -hmm. and nourishing the brain. And other types of magnesium are good for other things like uh, musculoskeletal cramping and things like that. So different- Where Where should we get our supplements from? Because I know, you know- Majority of people go to, I can't say, <laughs> no, majority of people go to Walgreens and, and mm. CVS and things like that. I mean, personally, I don't, but are there some vitamins that, you know, for people who don't have access to higher quality care, are there some mm-hmm. vitamins that are okay to get at your local drugstore? I wish I could say yes to that. I'm going to say no to that. And I don't sell vitamins. I don't make any money recommending vitamins. I would say it's, it's actually worth it for you to prioritize the quality of the vitamin. Otherwise you're, you're, you buy something cheap and you're not absorbing it and you're going to pee it out and you're wasting your money anyway. Right. Right. So where do I, where do I get mine and where does my husband get his? And I send my clients to Thorn labs, Mm T-H-O-R-N-E, well-respected. And again, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't sell them. I don't make money by recommending them, but that's, you know, that's the trusted source that I go to. Wow. This has been really, really great having you kind of share 
all of this stuff, even some ahas for me. And I kind of find myself like, oh, I know a lot of this stuff already, but this was really great, Kelly. Um, I want you to, you know, before we close the show out, um, share about the event that you have coming up that our listeners may be interested in attending. Mm, absolutely. So you were talking about prioritize priorities. Yes. We were talking about prioritizing your health. The permission event is an, a live stream three-day retreat designed for women to finally give themselves a permission slip to prioritize their health. I, and along with our total health transformation team and keynote speakers and trainers are going to be literally teaching the how to, how do our clients get a hundred pounds off of their bodies and then get to the size they want to be. And Eva, I don't know if you know this, we have women who came to the permission retreat last year. It's been one year. They are now training to do the Kauai half marathon and marathon. Wow. Wow. And these women, it's so funny because if I asked them, I'm like, if I had told you, you were going to be doing this, would you, what would you have said? And they're like, mm-hmm. I would have said, no, 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 you're no. crazy. You're crazy. No, no, no. And you don't have to want to run a half marathon, but if you would like to take your health back and reprioritize your health, people can find tickets at my, on my website. What's your is, website? It's www. Kellyrutley.com. <laughs> and my name is spelled K E L L. E-E, Oh my God, this is great. Thank you, Kelly, for sharing your expertise with us. Um, you know, and just in closing, I just want to share how much I enjoyed listening to you, listening to the insights that you gave to me and the audience. And, you know, in closing, I just want to remind everyone that, you know, time really has a wonderful way of showing us what really matters. And even though this show is ending now, the conversation doesn't need to end here. We can keep this conversation going. You can actually go to Kelly's event at kellyrutley.com. Just look for the event and make sure it's virtual so you don't have to get on a plane for it. You can follow Kelly. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. And I just want to make sure to invite you to come back next week to What's Important Now. Our guest next week will be Heidi Day, a trauma to transformation coach. Now, Heidi specializes in helping you gain emotional freedom over your past trauma. So be sure to tune in. Again, I'm your host, Eva Medelec. And remember, real gratitude for life shows up in how we manage our time. So until next time, bye for now. Thanks for listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with Eva Medelec. We hope we've been able to inspire you with today's show to take control of your own life and focus on the win. What's important now? Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.